Thanks for joining us for this War on Christmas episode of the Facts and Friends podcast. We're taking heavy fire. St. Nick coming in hot. Four o'clock. Oh, 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 motherfuckers. I hope you die a slow death stuck in a chimney, you fat bastard. Sorry about that, F and Fers. As you can tell, the war on Christmas this year is fierce. But joining me is my comrade in arms. He can just kill the reindeer by force feeding it a basketball sized ceramic nativity baby Jesus. It's Jensen, look out behind you! Chilton, Tinsel, you secular son of a bitch! Elf necks break too easily! He didn't even suffer! Yeah, I took out one that looked a lot like Jeff Sessions yesterday. All those Christmas lovers are gonna hate this! It's a go on Operation Non-White Christmas! Repeat, go on Operation Non-White Christmas! That's awesome! Let's fall back, regroup, do this show, and finish the war once and for all! Sounds good! There's a Planned Parenthood clinic a few blocks away that we've set up as a temporary base! Meet you there! Who gives a f*** about good Christmas? It's the most wonderful time of the year. You know what's coming, not just cold weather and shopping and caroling, but also new progressive attacks on Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Bad news for all you kids out there this year. World News has found out that Santa has been dead now for quite some time. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings, the Christmas season will be canceled. It's the happiest season of all. This is the Facts and Friends War on Christmas. Marshmallows for toasting and carols. Christmas and suck my dick. This is much better, Judson. <laughs> Remind me to send a thank you card to Planned Parenthood for letting us hunker down and record an actual episode of the podcast here. <laughs> you know, it's, it's nice of them to host this year. It is. You know, and also what's nice, it's, it's, it's great having Melania on our team this year. She's a bit of a double agent. I know, right? She's really making a difference. Who gives a f- about good Christmas? <laughs> Who does? Who indeed, Melania? <laughs> Who indeed. Also, that audio from the War on Christmas special opening theme that we put together, where the guy with the deep voice says Santa is dead. <laughs> right. It keeps going. Oh, does it? Not in the, uh, there's only so much time. Right, of uh, course. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but, but it does. Bad news for all you kids out there this year. World News has found out that Santa has been dead now for quite some time. It began with an infected hangnail that developed into full-blown swine's flu caught from one of his reindeer. But it was the gunshots that eventually killed him. <laughs> Wait, have you been reading my script? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I haven't. Oh, I okay, grabbed that then. two weeks ago before oh. we had to like delay. That, that might have come from my movie. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I I'm looking forward to hearing your uh, your, your original draft of uh, Kirk Cameron presents Saving Christmas. And just to be clear, I, I don't know that anything's too dark. In terms of uh, waging the war on Christmas. And you're going to find out how much I took that to heart when preparing your big audio (laughs) present this week. Oh, good. Yeah. that's Maybe you don't know what I like then. I'm just curious. (laughs) I think you'll like all the presents I got for you. Okay. Or made for you. All all homemade presents. Of course. Um, So let's just remind people what we're doing this show. (laughs) At various points throughout the show today, Judson and I will be exchanging very special audio war on Christmas presents that we made for each other. So if, if you didn't hear the show last week, we, we gave each other each one early present. Right. I gave Judson this one. What's in the fucking box? Here's a little stocking stuffer for you. Judson the Psychic. It's going to be a squeaker is what it feels like. The answer that I gave you is they didn't bother to interview a single witness. <laughs> Again, that was uh, 
you were, you 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 made that prediction weeks before the Giuliani fart hearing, and it was indeed a squeaker. So well, what can I say? I have a you gift. have the gift. Yeah. Yep. I gave you that gift of <laughs> you I, having the gift. Thank you so much. And then also, <laughs> former male cheerleader Judson. I feel like that's, that, that's a little misleading, but okay. Uh, is it though? A, a little, yeah. Uh, well, former male cheerleader Judson, which I mean, is not at all misleading. Technically correct, but this next week, <laughs> if you thought that was misleading, wait till I finish my sentence. <laughs> Former male cheerleader Judson was so inspired by the story of Jerry Harris last week (laughs) that that he gave me this. What's in a fucking box? What's you and I have an affair, but better not have hair down there, says Jerry. Jerry. Jerry Harris. Merry Christmas, Tina. <laughs> Boy, they didn't hear the show last week. That's gonna I don't yeah. have context for that. Woo! I'll, Woo! I'll reset the clock. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we each had two more wonderful, quote-unquote, audio gifts to give each other at different points throughout today's show. Yep. So that's something to look forward to, or to dread. Oh, yeah. One, one or the other. Perhaps both in equal measure for some of us. <laughs> Well, I'm excited. You know, after these, after a couple stops and starts, the Facts and Friends War on Christmas show is finally here. And luckily this year, the other side is really doing most of the work, sabotaging, <laughs> sabotaging their own cause and really literally driving up the body count among their own righteous troops. That's true. <laughs> Let's start with something a little less COVID-y. Okay. And I don't know that this soldier is necessarily, I don't know which side this soldier is on, but this, this audio is too wonderful not to play. How you doing? Surprise, surprise. This is Smokey Robinson. I know you didn't expect to hear from me. But I was contacted by your sons, Jeff and Jerry. And they wanted me, they told me that you used to live in Detroit across the street from me. And gosh, that's that's beautiful. Um, how are you doing again? <laughs> nice talking to you again, I guess. But anyway, you're living in Vancouver now. And they wanted me to wish you happy Chinooka. I have no idea what Chinooka is. But happy Chinooka, because they said so. Anyway, God bless you, babe, and enjoy Chinooka. <laughs> Smokey, no. Oh, happy Chinooka. I, I had missed that, and I'd only caught the SNL appearance of Smokey Robinson, and it made no sense to me. But now, now I get it. Okay. <laughs> now I get it. He gave a fan a special uh, video gift, wishing them a happy Chinooka. I don't know. Smokey was on Cameo. Okay. It's good, good to know. Poor Smokey. Poor Smokey. I might have a few things for Smokey to say, I think, coming up. <laughs> Find just some really good words. How to did pronounce. you know years ago when you wrote this original draft of Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas that, oh, you're a psychic at answering my own question? Psychic. Exactly. Exactly. Well, he's not the only one helping us fight this war. He may be on our side for all I know. I don't know if he deliberately mispronounced Hanukkah or if that was you know, ob- you know legitimate. Oh, ignorance. it was very clear he didn't know what it was. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I agree. I don't know which side he's on, I guess. Now, they could have misled him and and said, call it Chanukah. If Hanukkah doesn't, didn't have like eight different spellings, it, it might a be a little easier. But I feel like... I would have given him the, the, the phonetic spelling, not the one that looks least like the way it actually sounds. For sure. <laughs> Well, Judson, we're going to head to your hometown for... No, you're not. <laughs> ...this next uh, uh, story of the other side helping us do our work for us. Yep. A maskless Santa Claus who attended a South Carolina event for children with special needs oh. later tested positive for coronavirus. Oh. The second Santa this week to potentially expose families during Christmas festivities. This is going to make my gift to you seem like it was less of the tragedy that I think it is in the, in the original version. Oh yeah, but uh, that, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. I think we're actually building to that. <laughs> I'm just going to say you might feel a little less bad about how things go for Santa in the original script of Saving Christmas. I have very little sympathy for Santa. Based on this story. Anyway, did you I'm hear like, me out in the battlefield? I did. I did hear you. So the city of Fountain in South Carolina held an outdoor event called Sensory Santa, which was designed for children with special needs. I guess that need was getting sick with coronavirus. Right, right. 
couldn't get the vaccine, so, you know, next best thing, actually getting sick. Sure. The maskless man playing the role of Santa greeted between 10 to 15 families during the event and wasn't experiencing symptoms. But later that evening found out he had limited contact with a relative who tested positive. Quote unquote, Santa eventually tested positive on Wednesday, according to a notice posted on the Fountain in City website. Why wouldn't you wear a mask? Well, Judson, I can answer that for you. Okay. <laughs> because... It's South Carolina, yeah. and masks were not required at the event. The state does not have a mask mandate. That I believe that, yeah. Well, the South Carolina event comes after another maskless Santa exposed 50 children during a Christmas parade in Ludowicki, Georgia. In states where malls are open, Santas are using creative solutions to enforce social distancing guidelines, such as sitting inside a giant snow globe or behind a big picture frame with plexiglass. Others are offering Zoom calls instead of the in-person photo shoots, according to CNN. Zoom seems like a better choice. I think Zoom seems like a great choice, but yeah. just like Thanksgiving... People gonna be stupid. But how how hard is it though to like just integrate a mask into the costume? Have it's Santa, not hard at all. Have Santa wear a damn mask over the beard and show that that's a good idea to kids. Or fucking wear a mask under the beard. It would probably cover up the damn the, all of it, and you wouldn't even notice. I don't know that the audience in Fountain Inn, South Carolina would necessarily <laughs> agree that Santa wearing a mask over his beard was a good thing. Well, understood. Though, again, I wish no no one death or illness. I have a difficult time summoning sympathy for those participating, for those parents participating in that event. I right. do have sympathy for the kids. Of course. Less sympathy for our next story, I feel like. The Whitestone Republican Club in New York City. That the very one that had some video on Twitter surface of them hosting of them celebrating Maskless a Christmas party. Yeah, in the video they did a like a, a conga line, I believe. Definitely not six feet apart. Someone was waving a Trump flag around. No masks. New York City. Uh, those people, I hope they all get it. The bad kind. <laughs> Less sympathy for them, for sure. But the most ironic <laughs> example. <laughs> this actually made my research hard for <laughs> for the scripts. Did it really? <laughs> it did. Because all the stories about this motherfucker were about this event instead of anything else that had happened before. Oh, so you were you were you were doing research for uh, on Kirk Cameron, old Kirk Cameron, and right. Christmas. But all you came across was the story that I'm about to share with people. That's the one. It's this one. Actor Kirk Cameron taking heat tonight for hosting an outdoor Christmas caroling concert that reportedly attracted hundreds of folks in Thousand Oaks, California. Let's give you a little bit of background on Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron was an '80s star that became a right wing fundamentalist Christian lunatic. Born again Christian, yep. He was apparently that, at least in larval stage, when he was even on the show as a preteen and teen. He claims to have been an atheist as a teenager and then was born again sometime while he was on the show Growing Pains. Yeah, and I think his co-stars found him insufferable Yeah, in his religiosity. Yep, I see that. And then after he left the show, after the show was over, uh, he, he didn't speak to like his co-stars for like I don't know, eight years For in Tracy Gold's case, I read. Oh, that's, I find that unsurprising. <laughs> Those who follow the message of Christ most closely exclude people uh, whenever <laughs> they can, judge them constantly. Exactly as Christ said. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he said. Well, so the reason it's ironic is that Kirk Cameron is one of the most notable Christian warriors for the war on Christmas on our opposition side. Right, of course. He actually made the movie, which Stretson wrote the first script of some years ago, <laughs> Kirk Cameron Presents Saving Christmas. And I thought I'd play a little of the trailer for folks. Oh, excellent. I've watched it about a dozen times. Do you times. feel like Christmas has been hijacked? Okay, um, no. <laughs> I don't. Carry on, Kirk. Hey, uh, where's Christian? How's he doing? Is he okay? Oh, he's fine, really. He's just... He's just not into Christmas this year, that's all. So we're going to meet Christian in a second in this trailer. He's the one having this existential crisis about Christmas. Yes, yeah, it's like his brother-in-law. Have you seen the movie? I've seen a fair amount of the movie now. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you, you should be. The things I do for this podcast. Carry on. By all the commercialism and those who want to replace Merry Christmas with Happy Holidays or Season's Greetings, whatever that means. Should we explain to Kirk Cameron what Season's Greetings means? I think it means... Uh, wishing you well for the season of for which any holiday you might many. celebrate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's almost right. as if there are people other than me that might have beliefs that are different than mine and that I wish to respect those beliefs and not assume that everyone is a carbon copy of me. Heathen. <laughs> you okay? This. Oh, that's Christian. Yeah, that's Christmas Christian. is all about. Some want to pull down every manger scene and tell us why our favorite Christmas traditions are wrong. 
Newsflash, not in the Bible. That's a pagan idol symbol. It was the winter solstice. Jesus was not born in December. It's exactly what the Druids did. It's like a carjacking, but like of our religion. And guess what? Santa got in the car, kicked Jesus out, and was like, rolling, 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 and took, and just took it. Isn't it time somebody spoke up? Everything you see inside there, it's all about Christmas. It's all about Jesus. So that's demonstrably untrue. It's well, first of all, it's a, it's about time someone spoke up. Like, yeah, like you can get these people to be quiet in the first place about Christmas <laughs> and Jesus. I mean, they never shut up. <sighs> they really don't. They really don't. And I mean, they've invented this whole fake war, which we've gladly embraced, of course. And and this guy, this guy Christian, I mean, he's actually saying like true things about he's Christmas. Some good points. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus was not born in December. He was not. He was born in July, I think. And Kirk Cameron comes back with the most insane stretches of relating the parts of the of Christmas that are uh, you know sa- like pagan and commercial. Exactly. Back to the Christian religion as if they were somehow always intended to be this way. <laughs> The, the trees Bible. are the cross. The cross from whatever you see from the book of Saint Nick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever, whatever you see trees, you're supposed to think of a cross. And lo, Rudolph stood. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh just goodness. insane the it lengths to which he goes to, to somehow explain away all the trappings of Christmas. Because because obviously you're not going to get people to get rid of these commercialized and these pagan things that we've incorporated into their holiday because people like them. People like Christmas trees and ornaments and doing all these things that they've done with their families for years. You're not going to get them to change whether or not those things are related to the religious part of the holiday or not. Right. So Kirk Cameron had a hosted a large gathering of some 500 people. It was a he, he called it a Christmas caroling event slash protest. there there were no masks right and the town got a little up in arms about it so fox news interviewed kurt about this event i'm going to play a little bit of that interview okay this is how uh i believe it's the mayor of thousand oaks responded to this saying liberty and freedom are very fragile they come with great responsibility continuing to hold large gatherings and ignoring all guidelines i feel is unchristian how do you respond well, uh, he, he's no one to judge of someone else's faith. Okay. But but Kirk Cameron clearly can. Important point. The mayor is one Ms. Claudia Bill de la Pena. I see. Decidedly not a he. Right. Kirk Cameron doesn't even know the mayor of his own hometown. Shocking. <laughs> in, in, in the way that it isn't. Yeah. Police were called to the event, but simply encouraged protesters to mask up and then left. The protesters did not. Again, shocking. But Kirk Cameron, Kirk Cameron had a theory, um, a scientific theory, I guess. No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't know what that word means. So we should probably <laughs> okay. just ignore uh... about why it was all OK. Uh, this is the, the land of the free and the home of the brave. And there are thousands and thousands of people in our community who would rather not suffer in isolation uh, and come out to sing and express their gratitude because we believe that there is immunity in community, but there is desolation in isolation. Yeah, just making up words that sound similar doesn't make the what you said mean immunity anything. in community. There's actually not. It's community spread in community. That's what happens when you have a, a pandemic. It's you, you don't become immune by going out and exposing yourself and others to the virus. Justin, it rhymes. I bet you didn't buy the if it doesn't fit, you must quit either. I, I did not actually buy that. <laughs> The Chewbacca defense does not work against me. 500 people were just just not enough. Kirk Cameron immediately scheduled an encore event. Oh, good. (laughs) Now, his whole community immunity argument, which is baseless, obviously, but let's work with his logic. It's not just baseless. It's it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It's base. Well, it's baseless. And it's also like the opposite of the truth. Right. But (laughs) if we follow his logic. And let's say if you're part of the same community and you come together, it somehow imparts immunity. Then why in his encore event would he go on Instagram and ask more people to come whether or not they were in the community? I don't know. Over 500 people gathered in our local community for this peaceful protest as part of the Sing It Louder USA gatherings. And we're having an encore protest this Sunday at the Oaks Mall in Thousand Oaks, California. We want to double the size of our local gathering and sing Christmas songs, Christmas carols, 
at the top of our voices. He's one of those shitty bands in like a college town that comes back on for the encore show that nobody fucking asked for. <laughs> but people don't die when they do that. No, not usually. No, just Spinal Tap. That's it. Everybody else, fine. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So, um, that event has already happened, thankfully, um, or not. Thankfully, thankfully I, yeah. Not the- well. I mean, at least it's over, but it's over. This, this, the virus that spreads from it is, is not turns out. Yeah. Like you remember what, like earlier on in this terrible pandemic, one of the things, one of the events that they found in Washington, where one of the early hotspots was a church choir getting together. Right, yes. Yes. It's a super spread event because people are opening their mouths, lots of droplets. They're projecting. Yep. Like more so than in just normal, even co- just even normal conversation. Right. And so let's bring 500 people together. It's outdoors, which is somewhat better, but not that much better. I mean, when you're taking a risky activity, moving it outdoors doesn't negate all of the risk that is inherent. Not when you have it. that many people so exactly. yeah. tightly packed together. So that's Kirk Cameron, un- unwittingly a warrior for our side. This year, yeah, I don't know how many people he killed, but it's it's. I'm gonna go with it's not zero. I, I'm I'm guessing that too. May not be as many people as I killed in my original saving. Well, Christmas. before the break, I don't want to wait anymore. I would okay. like my first present from you. I, I, I I've been waiting for it all week. <laughs> it's you wrote the first draft of the script kirk cameron saving christmas and you are going to share some of the script with us or like what am i getting i put together a trailer basically i couldn't do the whole show the whole movie obviously but i went ahead and got put the trailer together so that you've got what what i envisioned for for the audience to see well i can't wait to hear it let's uh can i open it now absolutely what's in the fucking box Meet Jesus. As a kid, he was the star of the Christmas season. But as an adult, things are just a little bit more complicated for him. Everyone thinks it's my birthday, and I've just been going along with it. But then, I'm always depressed when not even my father remembers my actual birthdays in June. Hmm, I see. Tell me more about your relationship with your father. Doctor, he's our father. And... It's complicated. I mean, he did have me killed that time. I'm sorry, what? It was just for the weekend, but still, it hurt, you know? Attention shoppers, the Southgate Mall will be closing in 15 minutes. Mommy, look at Santa. Is he going to feed his reindeer? Ho, 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 ho! Merry Christmas! Ho, 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 ho! Ho, 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 ho! Ho, ho, It's my holiday. I have to defend it. It was a horrific scene at our local SantaCon event where 69 attendees dressed as Santa Clauses were brutally murdered by an as-yet unidentified man. Several of the victims appear to have been crucified on crosses made from Christmas trees, while at least 13 of the Santas, and one reindeer, were sewn together in a horrific Yuletide version of the human centipede. You might say it was a human centipede of sorts. Now, let's check in on the weather this holiday with Jim. In a world where Christmas is under attack, in a world where people have forgotten the true meaning of the season. In a world where you need two weeks written notice to have your insurance company cover life-saving treatment, but even undocumented immigrants recently returned to Earth for the second coming can buy a semi-automatic rifle at Walmart. Coming this holiday. Uh, coming this Christmas season. Only one man can save Christmas, and he's the reason for the gosh darn season. He's putting the Christ. Jesus Christ! I think he's dead! No, they're all dead! Back in Christmas. Well, that was... Fantastic, Judson. Thank you. I, I couldn't have asked for a better War on Christmas present. Uh, we will be right back with more from the front lines on the war on Christmas. Christmas. 
sucks. Charisma sucks. Getting stuff is much more fun. You've got to look out for number one. Charisma sucks. Christmas became worse as years went by. It was the most dreaded time of year. My parents got me clothes that just weren't cool. When all I want is money to buy beer. There was a girl at church who I was sweet on. So in the Christmas play I was the ox. I really think she liked me till I stepped on baby Jesus. Even for our Savior, Christmas sucks. Christmas sucks. You know, how about before we get back into the war on Christmas <laughs> and some of its origins and some of the really stupid arguments from the op- opposition side, how about we open a couple more presents? I love presents, so let's do that. Okay. Well, this is one from me to you. Okay. I hope you like it. What's in a fucking box? This time of year, it's so important to take time to reflect on past wars on Christmas and the joy we took in making the season as terrible as possible. In this memory from our old podcast, former co-host Jamie tries to guess the lyrics to a classic (laughs) Hanukkah song. Enjoy. (laughs) Okay, how about this one? Can we guess the artist in this one? Yes. Bernicke Lady. That's correct. Yes. Okay, you got to play it again. Why? Because it's Jewish. Gather around the table, give you a treat. Sip of the nymphs to play with, and a lot to be. Okay, it is Jewish, right? Yes. Because I definitely heard latka. <laughs> is that true? There are latkas in this in this. Okay, song. great. Then I got it. Go ahead. Uh, okay, this can't be right. It sounds dirty. Um, gather around the table. I'll give you a treat. Ooh. My opening to play with and latka something. And My opening it. to play with? That's why I kept I asking it you to play it to, again. to eat. It is latkas to eat. I'll g- gather around the table. I'll give you a treat. My opening to play with? Oh, like, what else could it? What do you think Hanukkah's about? <laughs> well, my only Jewish friend is Bree, so. It's gather around the table, we'll give you a treat. Sevivonim to play with and latkes to eat. Motherfucker, it was in a different language. That's why I needed 900 times. Now play it again with my lyrics. Let's all sing Jamie's lyrics. Around the table, I'll give you a treat. My opening to play with and latkes eat. That's spot. You really work up uh, an appetite with someone's opening. And what better? I mean, it depends on how you do it, right? And how long. Oh, man. Very war. Unmerry war on Christmas. <laughs> oh, memories. Now, is that's not considered regifting, is it? I, I mean, I don't think we ever used that clip as like a standalone, did we? It was just part no, of the never. show. Yeah, no, no, I, I think that's fine. That's I it. had to go look for it. Yeah, that was good. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Well, can I open mine from you? Absolutely. What's in a fucking box? This gift I'm giving you, Tino, you might say you really gave to yourself. You see, I edited the clothes of the show last week, and what I didn't tell you is that you forgot to stop recording after we cut. Wait, what? So I give you this hot mic moment from last week. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got, I mean, Until like, next week, everyone. Yeah, take care. Yep. You took my take care. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> cut. All right, that's a wrap. Good show. Talk to you later. Goodbye. Goodbye, Tino. Oh, God. I'm so glad that's over. Um, All right. Let's get the night started for real. Got really excited over all the Bieber talk. New celebrity photos. Bieber. Hey dogs, can you come in here for a minute? I, I might need your help. Judson, I don't. Um, well, 
I have a lot of mixed feelings about that gift. <laughs> hey, this was this was your idea, just to be clear. This, this whole gifting thing. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> um, so, uh, I think we have a show to do still, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm reeling a little bit after that. Uh, Judson, how is there still a war on Christmas? How? I don't know. Because O'Reilly literally claimed twice, two separate years in the past, that he'd already won the war on Christmas. Two separate times. I feel like every time they say there's a war on Christmas, we already say, yeah, we know, and you won. We have Christmas now, and we're going to have it forever. Right. Yeah. 70 plus percent of Americans are Christian. Yeah. And more than that probably celebrate Christmas. Absolutely. There's no war. I am not a Christian, and I celebrate Christmas. I also am not a Christian, and I celebrate Christmas. There you go. Um. So- Let's, let's just go over the origins a little bit quickly because because sure I, w- I really want you to open your present so jesus was born in a manger and then <laughs> no not that far back oh 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 sorry 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 in july <laughs> in july right so the war of christmas is very often attributed to bill o'reilly as the sort of the original the og warrior christmas warrior right but it actually started way before that okay it started with automaker henry ford Oh, he had some issues with the Jews. He did have some issues with the Jews. This clip is from Some More News, a uh, YouTube channel. He had fewer issues with the Nazis than he should have had, too. <laughs> Quite a bit. <laughs> well, here's a little bit about Henry Ford from uh, Some More News. One of the first big mouthpieces loudly decrying the death of Jesus' birthday was Henry Ford, the honorary Nazi who built a bunch of cars that eventually destroyed the American middle class. <laughs> Ford claimed that Jewish business owners were profiting off of Christmas by including holiday-themed merchandise and displays in their stores while simultaneously working to destroy the holiday's religious significance, which is a thing that Christians haven't had any trouble doing on their own for the past forever. <laughs> in a series of rampagingly anti-Semitic pamphlets eventually collected in a book titled The International Jew, The World's Foremost Problem, Ugh. Ford also claimed that American Jews were involved in a secret conspiracy to abolish public Christmas celebrations of any kind, a claim which, much like President Trump's assertion that Barack Obama never said Merry Christmas while in office, was not based on one single fact. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay. Yep. Yep. That that all tracks. (laughs) Henry Ford was a (sighs) piece of fucking work. Yep. That's what he was. I'm glad I've never owned a Ford. I sadly have, but I did not purchase it myself, so I don't feel quite so bad about it. Did you trade it in for a BMW? I eventually traded it in for a Volkswagen, which is probably just as bad. That's just <laughs> as bad. <laughs> you heard it here first, though. Judson loves Nazi cars. Another early adopter of this notion of a war on Christmas was John Birch. He, he founded the John Birch, Birch Society, Society. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which uh, is described here in our second clip from some more news. Oh, good. The cartoonishly right-wing John Birch Society, the Eisenhower-era equivalent of InfoWars, chimed in with the pamphlet entitled There Goes Christmas, in which they claimed that communists were planning on destroying religion in America by replacing department store Christmas decorations with ornaments bearing the flag of the United Nations, an organization they firmly believed was the avatar of the red scourge of globalism oh boy they never really got over their issues with the united nations either they really didn't they really really didn't so those are the two of the ogs the real ogs you know bill o'reilly sort of took up the war in 2004 but these were his predecessors i mean like he said that was the birch society was basically the the info eisenhower version of Infowars. yeah so i mean that's that's where bill o'reilly comes in he's essentially just a dressed up Infowars, or was was yeah <laughs> He's been fired for for sexually assaulting ladies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of them. Ex- expensively. <laughs> yes. The basic argument, their stupid basic argument about the existence of the war on Christmas right. is that evil secular atheists are trying to take Christ out of Christmas and or culturally replace Christmas altogether in the name of inclusion. Okay. It's, do you agree that that's basically... I No, I agree that that is their argument, yes. Okay. It's a stupid... I, 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 I also agree that it is stupid, yes. I prefaced it by saying it was stupid. I agree that it is also stupid, yes. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to spend a little bit of time looking at two of the most moronic arguments from 
pro Christmas warriors ever. There's one from Dennis Prager. Oh, yep. Okay. And there's one from Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> well, we already know how I feel about Bill O'Reilly, but Dennis Prager is Whew. equally bad. Yeah, he has started Prager U, which is not a university. Not a university. It's basically YouTube far right YouTube videos. It's just a YouTube channel. That's all it is. But some teachers are actually you had been using them in the classroom, and it's far right propaganda. It was by design. That's why they called it Prager U, so that it right. would, you know mistakenly be shared as if it were some sort of institute of higher learning when it is anything but. God, it sounds like what OAN and Newsmax is doing for news. Quote, unquote. It is, isn't it? So Prager's convoluted, ridiculous argument here is that saying happy holidays is not about inclusion at all. And the acrobatics of absurd logic on display here are dizzying. So just before we hear this, including all holidays is actually about exclusion. I see. Yes. Okay. You ready? Please continue. Yes. Oh, man. Your head might explode. (laughs) I don't like Dennis Prager, so maybe. And that would be my gift to all of you, (laughs) FNFers. This inclusive argument plays on Americans' highly developed sense of decency. Wait a yeah. minute. What? Yeah. Read a record scratch right there. <laughs> like, car crash. What the fuck are you damn, <laughs> You're damn We need mind. to play all the versions of Motherfucker Are You Out of Your Damn Mind. There's the original, there's the Stanley one from The Office, and there's the, the white version that Jake Tapper did. Right. Like, fevered brain. Highly developed sense of decency in yeah. this country? <laughs> Fuck that. I feel like playing like Jews will not replace us. Or like, Have you seen our current outgoing president? Oh, I know. <laughs> it's absurd. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, uh, Dennis. <laughs> but the argument is preposterous. Who exactly is being excluded when one wishes someone Merry Christmas? Non-Christians? I'm a non-Christian. I'm a Jew. Christmas is not a religious holy day for me, but I'm an American, and Christmas is a national holiday in my country. It is therefore my holiday, though not my holy day, as much as it is for my fellow Americans who are Christian. Now, before he goes on, I feel like he's not listening to the words coming out of his mouth. Okay. Fair. My fair argument. Holiday is not my holy day. Right. Does he not understand where the word holiday comes from? I don't think he does. (laughs) Judson, would you care to enlighten our listeners who probably don't need you to tell them? They're the same thing? Yes, it, it comes from Holy Day. Uh, it's called a holiday because they were holy days, yes. I can see how he didn't put it together. I mean, they sound almost nothing alike, right? Yeah, it, it's just bullshit. He's basically saying that- Oh, wait, the, uh, it gets better. Yeah, I, I, give me more, yeah, give me more. It gets better. Yeah. That's why it's not surprising that it was an American Jew, Irving Berlin, who wrote White Christmas. One of America's most popular Christmas songs. Does it mention Jesus anywhere? No, I think it mentions Southern California, uh, palm trees. Bing Crosby. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I know the first verse. I don't know the if there are other verses that are less commonly sung. But uh, I know all of it because I had to sing it in high school. Okay. But, um, I don't ever remember Jesus, the religious side of that coming up. So Jesus is not in White Christmas. Right. It's it's a secular Christmas song. It is. It is not a religious Christmas song. All right. Carry on, Dennis. In fact, according to a Jewish musician writing in the New York Times, almost all the most popular Christmas songs were written by Jews. Apparently, all these American Jews felt quite included by Christmas. By not wishing me a Merry Christmas, you are not being inclusive. You are excluding me from one of my nation's national holidays. There it is. I feel like he played into the Henry Ford stuff. A little bit, yeah. With that Jews were writing the most popular Christmas songs. Like they're like taking advantage of Christmas and its popularity to make money by writing good songs. I don't I don't know. That's really weird. Did you just accuse Jews of trying to make money? Oh, I said he did that. Hmm. <laughs> it's like he played into the Henry Ford anti-Semitism. I know Milani is a double agent, but now I'm starting to wonder about you. <laughs> <laughs> but it just seems like that's where he was going with that argument, wasn't it? I mean, like, that's the way it could have been interpreted anyway, I guess. Judson, that argument was, as Jake Tapper would say. <laughs> that was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. <laughs> Thank you. And may God have mercy on your soul. (laughs) (laughs) So Bill O'Reilly takes it a step further. Oh, it is a fact that Christianity is not 
a religion. It is a philosophy. So you're going to actually tell me on live television that Christianity is not a religion. Correct. It is okay. a philosophy. You and I are going to fundamentally disagree on that You are point. wrong. No, that okay. Yeah. No, no, Christianity isn't even a religion. That's the David Silverman, who was at the time the president of American Atheists. Yes. And, uh, yeah. I've heard that so, before. That, that's <laughs> absurd. Yeah. That's absurd. And, and, and what shouldn't be lost here is that both of these guys who are fighting for this notion that we should not take Christ out of Christmas are making the case that it's all secular anyway. Yeah. What? That's a bullshit argument that he made. He's basically trying to twist the idea that Christianity is some sort of overarching basket that holds all these different religions inside of it, but it itself is somehow separate from that and not a religion, which is- It's absurd. Utter bullshit. It's absolutely absurd. They're all religions. Christianity is the is the is the base religion. Then you have different right. flavors of it. It is a it is a <sighs> ridiculous semantic argument and a bad one. There there is no philosophy. I'm sorry. There are tenets to Christianity, and they basically revolve around whether or not you believe that Jesus was the Son of God. Right? No, I don't even agree. I think the philosophy around Christianity. You and I probably you can build a philosophy. That well, you and I probably follow a Judeo-Christian philosophy a lot more closely than so-called Christians. Like where we, where we do believe that you should love thy neighbor and sure. follow the golden rule and right. and treat people with respect and include others. And we care about the poor and we don't love capitalism. Like we are more Jesus-like than a lot of these fuckers. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. I just said we're Jesus-like, Johnson. I, I think we are. I think we just won the war on Christmas. When compared to those guys, yeah. <laughs> It's, uh... I, I think in conclusion, Dennis Prager said it best about his argument and O'Reilly's argument. Have another, a grosser look moment. <laughs> the argument is preposterous. <laughs> this has been a grosser look. <laughs> All right, Jensen. Excellent. All right. Excellent. I have one more present for you. All right. It is a big one. Do you want to open it now or save it for after the break? Uh, let's wait till after the break. Okay. Be nice to sort of close out the show with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. With this I don't gift. To, I don't have to rush it. We'll savor it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will be right back to close out the show and to give Judson his big War on Christmas present. <laughs> The Facts and Friends podcast is brought to you by people like you. More and more, corporate America is taking over the podcast scene. Your support helps stave off a complete takeover. Please take a moment to share the podcast with your friends and followers via social media or word of mouth. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for helping out. It really does mean a lot. Well, Judson, we are still running our new show into the ground. I mean, we are still getting our new show off the ground. No, no, I think I had it right. <laughs> And we really could use your help in doing so. A, a wonderful war on Christmas present that you could give Judson and me is, is to do a few things to help us keep building momentum for the show. If you could please uh, subscribe to the show and, and I bet you knew I was going to say that. I did. And leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That would be fantastic. But the most wonderful present of all would be to simply tell your friends about us and suggest they subscribe and download our show. And notice we nowhere did we ask for anyone to listen. Like, right, right, no, we, we wouldn't ask that of you. No, please. It's a war on Christmas, not a war on the FNFers. Our loyal FNFers, yeah, please. You can also follow us on Twitter at Facts and Friends. That's Facts, the letter N, Friends. We do tweet out our episode announcements there. It would be great if you could retweet them. And another place you can follow us is on Facebook. Facts and Friends has its own Facebook page. We also share our posts there, and it'd be fantastic if you'd share those once we post them. All of those things would really help us grow our audience, help keep us on the air, help make the War on Christmas 2020 extra special. So thank you in advance. All right, Judson, before I get to your big present, are you excited? I, I, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm practically giddy. Okay. <laughs> well, I had an idea for a great War on Christmas song a while back, but I didn't have time to write and record it for this year's war. Right. You know how that, uh, it's it's a Hawaiian quote-unquote Christmas carol. It's uh, Mele Kalakimaka is the thing to say. Mele Kalakimaka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. I remember that, sure. Well, I thought a great <laughs> war on Christmas redo of that song would be this. 
Assalamu alaikum is the thing to say, to say war on Christmas to you. I like it. That's good. Yeah, maybe next year I will write the whole thing because I think that that, that that has a lot of potential. That could be worthwhile. Yep. Well, but we didn't we didn't have time for that this year. It's been a busy year, you know. It, it has. Uh, a lot of stuff I, happened. It did. I'm so glad 2020 is almost over. Yes, indeed. So we order Christmas calendars every year for the family with pictures of the kids. And Uh it's just something we give to my parents and my wife's parents every year. And I screwed up the date. So the calendar's right. But like the front of the calendar says it's 2020. Oh, no. And I'm like, no. So I took a red Sharpie and I scratched. I literally took the calendars, scratched out 2020 and wrote 2021 in. Be like, not this year, not today. You did that to all the calendars? To all the calendars. That's yep. almost better, I think. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. It I makes mean, a statement. It's, it's so 2020. Yeah. <laughs> for that to have happened. That's a very cool story. It's very 2020. Judson, it is finally time. I, I know I didn't have time for the song, but I wasn't going to let the war on Christmas pass without sitting down and, and really putting some thought into a gift for you. And uh, it wasn't enough to go it alone. I actually partnered with uh, an old friend of ours, uh, Uncle Tortilla. Uh, uh, to- I'm what? sorry, who? Uncle Tortilla? Isn't 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 he you? Um, what's that? Uh, my lawyer says no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Thanks. Where were you last week when I was writing the cheers? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uncle Tortilla and I got together to make this priceless gift for you. What's in a fucking box? Hey, kids. I have a special War on Christmas poem that I wrote just for Judson. I hope he likes it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Twas a week after Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. No cars in the driveway, cause no one was home. Not Mommy, or Daddy, or Billy, or Joan. Oh no. The kids were both staying with dear Uncle Fred. Mom was FaceTiming Grandpa in her ICU bed. (laughs) Dad had just left the church where he met with the rector. But now he was calling the funeral director. Just a short week before, they had all been so merry when they gathered for Christmas at Grandma McClary's. Mom said COVID's a joke. There was no need to mask it. Now Grandpa McClary was asleep in his casket. (laughs) With presents and dinner, no Christmas was better. None guessed that wee Joni was a young super spreader. (laughs) As Dad carved the ham that he gleefully plated, who'd have known a week later, Granny'd be intubated. Do you kids know the word intubated? So from late Grandpa Wendell and Granny Fiona, be careful this Christmas. Don't die from the Rona. <laughs> oh, Merry War on Christmas, Tino. I see what you meant about being dark, though. Well, I hope you liked it. It was it was fun to write, and uh, <laughs> I did. Merry Christmas. Merry War on Merry Christmas. War on Christmas. <laughs> On all seriousness, though, I wanted to say to you and and to your family, obviously, I know you, but uh, I also know your family. They're wonderful people, great kids. Uh, your wife is fantastic. And I just from the bottom of my heart, I, we do celebrate Christmas. And I want to wish you <laughs> and your family a very Merry Christmas and any other holidays you might s- s- celebrate between now and the next time they hear our voices. Just I, I love doing this show with you. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's fun. And there's no one else I would I would 
want to do it with other than you so same to you tina i i i wouldn't do the show with anybody else and you know i know it's been a hard year for you with kind of being isolated up uh where you are without even your family yeah. that you spend time with so i i know it'll be a it's tough maybe a zoom christmas but hopefully that is some comfort to you and you know we're always here if you want to talk so thanks yeah no i turned down my in-person invitation i just didn't feel comfortable doing it yep um for within my little family unit so uh yeah i'm yep. going solo this christmas but i'm still having dinner delivered to me by my family so i'm excited about that that's have- yeah that sounds good i'm 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 jealous <laughs> That sounds excellent. <laughs> but I do hope you guys have a great Christmas. And, and all of you FNFers, I hope if you celebrate Christmas, you have a great one. If you celebrate some other holiday, I hope you enjoy that. If you celebrate no holidays and just watch a movie and get Chinese food on... Dis- Make it the best Chinese food ever. Exactly. Make <laughs> Chinese food great again. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, no. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We... <laughs> <laughs> we are taking next week off uh, for the holiday and um, for the non-holiday. The holiday we just destroyed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's gone. Christmas is yeah. toast. <laughs> we completely destroyed it. But we will be back uh, between now and New Year's. We will we will have a new show that week after Christmas, after no Christmas. That is the plan. All right. Although, based on your week after Christmas poem, <laughs> who knows what will happen. Season's <laughs> greetings, everyone. <laughs> Happy holidays. Whatever that means. Yeah, whatever. Who who knows? On the first day of Trump, Mr. Donald gave to me misogynistic bigot bigly. On the second day of Trump, Mr. Donald gave to me Two tiny hands and a mandatory Muslim registry On the third day of Trump, Mr. Donald gave to me Three mail-order brides, two tiny hands And a huge wall to keep us rapist free On the fourth day of Trump, Mr. Donald gave to me Four bankruptcies, three mail-order brides, two tiny hands, and required gay conversion therapy. This is going to take for fucking ever. Let's just skip to the end already. Okay. On the twelfth day of Trump, Mr. Donald gave to me... 12 assault victims 11 million deported 10 Twitter meltdowns 9 fat-shaped ladies 8 nukes for Iran 7 euphemisms 6 to 3 decisions Golden everything 4 bankruptcies 3 mail-order brides 2 tiny hands And a pussy-grabbing wannabe Awesome, awesome Happy Chanooka to all!